This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Agun Erev Shabbos, everybody. Um, thank you for tuning in. Baruch Hashem, Thursday. Erev Shabbos, Pashas Vayetze. We're going to go a little bit back to Pashas Toldos. We, I didn't get to it yet. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, amazing, amazing. Tonight's share is very, very important. It's Eli Nishmas, my great aunt, Rivka Basrab Yaakov, who passed away this week. So we spoke last week that there was a vikuach, an argument between Rivka and Yitzchak. Yitzchak felt that either give me a baby that's a tzaddik or give me a baby that's a rasha. Because he knew that a rasha you could turn around. How do you know you could turn around a rasha? He had a brother, Yishmael, who, a half-brother, who was a very big rasha. In the end he did tshuva. So Yitzchak knew that a bad guy could become good. But wishy-washy guy, a guy who rationalizes his bad deeds... They never change. Rifki Menu had a very different thought. She said, uh-uh-uh, no, no, no. I had a father like this who was a real Russia. I had a brother with an Arami who was a real Russia, and they were bad to the bone, and they were, they were really bad. And guess what? Nobody ever could change them. So who says, yeah, your small happened, but no, I'd rather, if I'm not going to get it sad, give me a kid that at least is some good, that does some good. That was the Rikuach. She ends up getting pregnant. The baby tries to get out by the apples, by the smartphone store, no, by the by the Avajazara. And uh, the boy tries to, and then he tries to get out by by the yeshiva. And she's like, I don't understand. Hashem, you said you listen to Yitzchak, but yet Allah used to Yitzchak, which means that the child I have in my womb is either a tzaddik or a rasha. This kid's wishy-washy. He doesn't even know. He wants to go to yeshiva and have a smartphone that doesn't have that uh, has no filters. There's something very wrong with this kid. Seems to be you listen to me. I have a mishimashi mixed up kid. Hashem said, no, Lidre says Hashem. You, find, you came to be midarish Hashem. Hashem said, no, 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 I listen to Yitzchak. You got one bad to the bone. His name is Esav. And you got one tzaddik tzaddik, which is Yaakov. Okay. So here's the question, everybody. Huge question. And I've been asked this question a whole week. And the question is, if Hashem listened to Yitzchak, which means that Yitzchak was right, how come Esav didn't do tshuva? You're telling me that Yitzchak was right. Yishmael, a bad guy. Okay, so Hashem listened to Yitzchak. He gave him a, a, good, a good guy and a, and, and a bad guy. But the bad guy never flipped. So it seems to be that Rivka knew what she was talking about. Okay, very strong, amazing question. Now, Let's go. Very, very, everyone who's listening, extremely important lessons in Chinuch we're going to talk about now. So he says the following. Rashi and the Mepharshim say that, and then I'm going to tell you, Achida, it's going to blow your minds. You ready for this? You're going to have to put your car to the side, park, and listen to it. I'll let you know. You can keep driving right now. So, um, how to bring up children. So it says that Esau asked, he was a Tzayi Befiv, right? Right here, Esau, Tzayi Befiv. He was a shrewd guy. He knew how to use his mouth. Um, let's go back. It says, Vayehav. Vayehav. Yitzhak is Esau. Yitzhak loved Esau. Ki Tzayi Befiv. Because he was a real cunning guy. Rivka Heves is Yaakov, and Rivka loved Yaakov, because Yaakov was Ishtamim, he was straight. So, Zok Rashi, Yudeya Tzayid, Befiv, what does it mean? Lotzid, Velir Moises, Aviv, Befiv, to trap, very important for the Chidah, 
to trap and fool his father with his mouth. Bishoyalim, how do you do that? Abba, Daddy, how do you give meister from salt and straw? His father with things with He didn't ask him, look at Rashi. He didn't ask him, do you have to give meister from straw and salt? That's how we learned when we were kids. He didn't ask him that. He said, no, for sure you have to give meister. The question is, how do you do it? How much do you give? A tenth? And the question was, salt, salt doesn't have a value really, and Tevin doesn't have a value. So is a tenth enough? That's what he was asking. But of course you have to give my... So, let's take a look, everyone. Rashi says, Lear Moises Avid Befiv. I don't want to jump to this right away, but I, I have to, it, it's so exciting. I have to tell you what's going on over here. So the Chidah and some of the little Kabbalistic says that Asa we know. Esav was the Nachash. In fact, it's brought down in the Sefer that Esav was born with a birthmark of a snake. He was born on his thigh was a snake. That's right. I'll show it to you in the Sefer. He was born with a snake. So he was the snake. He was the Nachash. Right? Yaakov was... Uh, Gilgal of Adam, says the Chida, and the uh, Sefer Gugulim. Rivka was a Gilgal of Chava. So we're going to war again. We're going to war. The Nachash, which is Esav, against Yaakov, which is Adam, and Rivka, which is Chava. Now, what does it say in the Pasuk, everyone who's listening? What does it say in the Pasuk about the snake? We want to introduce the snake and we want to tell you what's on his resume. Okay? What's the word, Moshe? You're going gonna, gonna, gonna to fall off your chair. What was the, 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 the Nachash's Kayach? Was to be Arum, was to be able to fool people with his, with his mouth, with his words. What does it say over here? What does Rashi say? The same Russian. The same Russian. So, Esav, Kitsai Befiv. How did the Nachash get Chava to eat from the tree? With his mouth. He fooled her by talking. So, Esav, was Tzayi He was the Nachash. Okay? Now, it, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit because I, I want to say this first because it's like, it's mind-boggling and I don't want to forget it. Okay. So we got, we got, we got, we got, we got Rivka now. Rivka is Chava and Chava wants to take revenge on the snake. She wants to take revenge for what he did. He destroyed her, he destroyed the world, he destroyed Adam. Right? So she comes up with this master plan. She says, one second. How did I get, how did we get the Klala, me and Adam? How did we get the Klala? By the snake fooling us. How did he fool us? What did he make us do? Eat. Eat from the tree. We are going to fool him with the same thing he used for us. We're going to fool him through food. We're going to take revenge, because when you, when you're, when you're misaking, when you make a tikkun and a gilgul, you have to use the same thing. So we're going to use food. Now I'm going to tell you something that's amazing. 
Listen to this. I, whoever's listening, you, you gotta you gotta jump out of your chair. Listen to this. Listen to this. What does Yitzchak tell Esav? And then we'll talk a little bit about Chinuch. And he says to Esav, "Vayomina zikanti. I'm old. I don't know when I'm gonna die. Go hunt. Vasli matamim kashahafti. Make me food like I love. We'll talk about this soon." Heavily and bring it to me, and I will eat it by water. So I can give you a bracha. Okay, Rivka Shemas, Rivka, who's Chava, heard this whole thing. And what does she tell? What does she tell? Hold on. Tell them to bring wine. He didn't ask for wine. He did not ask for wine. When he spoke to, when he spoke to, when he spoke to Asaph, he told him just to bring him matamim. This is possible. He said, "Come close to me." And I will eat from your what you hunted. He gave him to eat. He never asked him for anything to drink. He never asked Asa for anything to drink. Why did Rivka give Yaakov wine when Yitzhak never asked for it? Because the Eitz was grapes. And it was Yayin that was given. So she had to be massacring that. So she said, giving to eat was not enough because the Eitz was also Yayin. So she gave Yaakov Yayin to bring him. That's not it. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. She did the same thing to the snake that he did to her. How did the snake get her? It's, it's, this whole shot is so mind-boggling. The Torah is unbelievable. How did, how did the snake get her to eat from the tree? She said, you're not allowed to touch the tree. Right? You're not allowed to touch the tree. So what did he do? He pushed her into the tree. She touched the tree and nothing happened. Right? Listen to, listen to, listen to, listen to Chava. Listen to, to Rivka, who's Chava. And she says, she says, this is what you need to do. You're soft. You need, to take goat hair and put it on your body. There's always good they eat him, he'll Put it on your hands and on your neck. Okay? Now the whole Aveira, the whole thing that happened, the whole way the Nachash got us was by touching. Right? She touched the tree and nothing happened. What happens? Yitzhak says to his son, wow, that was fast. Gishana! Jump out of your chairs, everyone. Gishana, come close. Vamushcha! And let me touch you, Bini. You got me by fooling me with the touch business. I'm going to get you by fooling with the touch business. So she put the Gideez in. And he felt him. And he said, Koko Yaakov. Listen carefully, everyone. This is the voice of Yaakov. The pushing, the use of the hands, the nachash. Yudei Esav. That's his, that's what he did. V'loi hikiru. 
He didn't recognize him. His hands were hairy. So she was misaking the whole thing. He gave him a bracha. She used what the snake used to fool her. used to fool him. But Yaakov, who was Adam, said to Rivka, who was Chava, I'm a little bit worried. He says the following. What happens if he catches me? Ulai, maybe, Musheni Avi, he'll touch me. And he'll know that I'm a trickery, tr- doing trickery. They say like Klala, and he's going to bring on me back the Klala that happened to me and you. With your whole scheme, Chava, if it fails, we're going to get cursed again. I'm the one who got cursed. I, the curse is on me. I'm Chava. I'm, the curse is on me. Just listen to me. And don't worry about it. And that's how they fooled him. And that's why the Nachash, who was, who was Esav, Kishimai Esav, as Divrei Aviv, when he heard the, his father tell him that he was tricked the same way you tricked you tricked Adam and Chava, but He was very bitter. He was very bitter. And at that point, Yitzchak realized this whole thing and what was really going on. And he said, he said, no, your brother should also be Gibanj, because he realized what was going on? Your brother should be should be avenged. You lost the war. Rivka used her ability to trick him because Rivka came from Basula Arami and Lavan Arami, and she used her bad DNA, which was everyone has to use their struggle and this bad stuff that they have. She used it for the good, and she used her knowledge of trickery to trick the Satan in the same game that he did by pushing, by feeling, by eating, by food. By grapes, by wine, she brought everything to beer. Everything. And there's one more vart, and then we'll go to my chinuch thing. What else did she do? Oh, this is such godless. I get so excited when I say this. This is such crazy godless. What else did she do? One more thing she did. She went, listen to this. Listen to me. I'm telling you what we need to do. Okay? But I'm going to get into trouble. She said the curse is on me. But Everyone who's listening, what is that? Tesfa 15. Rivka took Esav's clean clothing, which he had in the house, and she dressed Yaakov. Does anyone in this whole story, we, do we care? We care about the food, we care about the, we care about, and what does it mean that his clothing was chamudois? What's chamudois mean? And why was that in her house? What was going on over here? I think Asa was married at this point. What's his clothing hanging in the house? So the Mepharshim say, you know what this clothing was? This was the clothing that he stole from Nimrod. That Nimrod got from Adam, Cain, 
and the next generation, what was that clothing? So when we ate, when they ate from the Eitzadas, Rivka, um, Chava and Adam, they were punished. They were punished. They knew they weren't dressed, and they were punished. So, a beautiful vart. There's a very beautiful vart here. Amazing, amazing shit tonight, guys. It's a beautiful vart. What happened over here? We know that they went. They had no clothing, and Hashem came to Adam and said, "Why did you eat from the tree?" And he was Rashi says he was kafay toiv. He was an ingrate. He said, "The woman that you gave me, the woman that you gave me, she gave me to eat from the tree." Zuck Rashi. Khan He was a Kafuitoy. Why? He should have said the woman gave me. She it's true, he didn't lie. But he said, No, the woman that you gave me. She, so he was a Kafuitov. It's like you give your kid ice cream, right? And then he takes the ice cream, he eats it and it drips all over his shirt and all over his pants and all over the floor. And you're like, What are you doing? You ruined your pants and your shirt. He's like, No, mommy, it's not my fault, it's your fault. And the mother said, Why is it my fault? Because you gave me the ice cream. It's called a Kafuitov. You gave me the ice cream. It's your fault. I bought things that I wasn't supposed to buy in the store. You gave me the money. What are you crazy? You say thank you for the money, right? So over here, he said the woman. I was lonely. And I asked for you gave me a woman. And she, so he was a kafri type. So the short psukim later say, you know what? Your curses, Adam, may offer you come from dust, and you're going to dust. But that wasn't his name. Our name is not Afar. We're not called Afar. We're called Adam. Comes from the word Adama. What's Adama? Adama is potential. Things grow in the earth, but things do not grow in dust. So Kosh Baruch Hu said, you're Adam, Kimin Adama, you were made from the Adama, and every human being has potential, but someone who's an ingrate, someone who doesn't appreciate anything, nothing can grow from you, nothing. You don't have Kibbutz of aim, you don't appreciate anything, nothing can grow from you. So Hashem said, you are blaming me because I gave you the woman, you're blaming me that I did you a favor? Me'afla, you come from dust, you're going to dust, you're nothing, you're wasted, you're done. He was very upset. And Hashem said, okay, by the way, you know, your wife has no name. Give her a name. So he said, Chava, Ki'em Kolchai, because she's the mother of all life. She wasn't the mother of all life. She brought death into the world. Had she not eaten from the Yitzhak dust, there would be no death. So you should have called her Misa Mishuna. Right? You were dead. Mavas. I don't know. Miss Mavas. Right? Why do you call her Aim Kolchai? Because he heard that she was cursed, that every month she's going to have this and go through pain. And then when she gives birth, she's going to go through pain. And then the upbringing of the children, it's all going to be on her. So Adam heard this. And he said, you know what? I'm not focusing on the bad. I'm not focusing on that you, you killed me by giving me tea from the tree. I'm focusing on the good. I'm focusing on your suffering. So I'm going to call you Aim Kolchai. Hashem said, oh, Adam learned Hakaras Hatov. So what did Hashem say right after that? Hashem Adam! Adam, not Afar. He's back to Adam. He focused on her good, not on her bad. So you know what I'm going to do for them? I'm going to make them clothing. The reason that they're they're not dressed and they're cold and they see each other not dressed is because they didn't have era. So go get your own clothing. Go make your own clothing. Shem said, no. If you have a curse a tov, even though it's the reason that you need clothing is because I'm going to make your own clothing. And it's an unbelievable word, unbelievable word. Vayas Hashem elokim adam He made them clothing. Vayal shame. And he dressed them. Hashem made the clothing, came, and he was the tailor. He dressed them. Now this clothing was very special clothing because when you wore this clothing, you were the king of all the animals. 
They would all come to you. None of them would hurt you. You could walk up to a deer and shecht it. You could walk up to any animal. Nobody ran away from you. That's why Nimrod was such an amazing hunter. And everyone thought he was like a man. That's why Esau was an amazing hunter. His father says to him, you're an amazing hunter. Because he would wear this jacket, and then he would just, he could hunt anything he wanted. He, the day that he ran out to get the food for his father, he left the jacket. Mida connected Mida to do a we had to do a tikkun. He forgot this. The manager said he forgot the jacket at home, and he went out. So it was very important to her. This was the jacket that was given to Adam when he did tshuva to do our satov. So to be masaking to be to be do this tikkun for the whole situation, including the kafei tov, including everything, she made him. She dressed him. With this clothing that Hashem made for Adam and Chava, so that when he goes with the food and the wine, and he tricks his father, the way the Nachash tricked him, and puts on the goat's hair, because the whole Nachash's whole thing was by touching, everything was in place. The wine was there, the touching sensation was there, the eating was there, and the clothing was there from the whole story. And Kachoya, he was misaking it. He got the bracha. You, Nachash, caused us, Esav caused us the biggest klala, and now we stole it back from you and got the biggest bracha, and that made him crazy. You used my trickery to get it away from me? The earth almost separated. He cried. You, 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 and that was Rivka. Where did Rivka get this from, from Basul and, and from Lavon? Because we have certain midos that are not good midos, but you're supposed to use those midos to, to help others. Just the opposite. I heard a very nerdy dig of vote when it comes to tzedakah, right? So somebody asked, where does atheism play? How could, every midah could have good, right? Where does apikorsis, atheism, how could that be good? How could being an atheist be good? They asked this big tzaddik. How can being an atheist be good? How can being an apikaris, not believing in Hashem, be good? You see, when it comes to tzedakah, you have to be an atheist. Why? What does that mean? Someone comes to you for tzedakah, you're like, listen, don't worry, Hashem's going to help you. It's all going to be okay. Don't worry. No! You have to be an atheist. Just, no, Hashem, I have to help you. Don't give me, Hashem's going to help me. Oh, don't worry. Hashem will take care of your kids. Hashem will give you money. Hashem will give you a job. No, 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 no. When it comes to chesed, there's no Hashem. Even apikorsis at that point. Like, there's no Hashem, I got to help you. If Hashem's not going to help you, I got to help you. Every midah has a koyach. Ramah is ki orum, the snake was orum. Over here, she was orum. She fooled him, the one that fooled her. Amazing, everything. And I'm sure there's more here. But everything falls into place. All right, now, let's talk about chinuch. So important, what I'm about to tell you, everyone who's listening. And again, I know there are people that, that talk silliness and different than what I'm about to tell you tonight. This is not coming from Rabbi Wallerstein. I will not say any opinion whatsoever. I'm going to read you Torah. And I don't care what anybody has on their side, or whatever they have on their side, it's just by trickery and by asking questions that are not real. Pekuch nefesh, the kid's going to die if you don't buy him a smartphone. He's going to die if you don't buy him a tray for all this baloney. He's not going to die. Nobody ever committed suicide because he didn't buy him a smartphone. It's ridiculous. That whole thing is ridiculous. And the Torah is very clear. 
But I, there is another side, there is another side that you have to hear, and I think it's a, an amazing deal. I sent it over to a big tzaddik today. Big tzaddik was here from Red Sistrona, and I sent it over to him. He said, it's mamish, you have to hear this. So, Rashi says that he, 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 he fooled his father by asking, how much mice do you have to give from salt? How much mice do you have to give from, from straw? Let me ask everybody. Did it, did it, Yitzhak was blind, okay? The machloik is in how he became blind. One says that the malachim were crying and the tears went into his eye by the keda, but most of the mafarshim say no. The smoke of of Esav's wives who were who were serving Avodah went into Yitzchak's eyes and made him blind. Now, one second. If your kid is married to a guy, a Kanani, who you told him not to marry, they're serving Avodah The smoke of the joy makes you blind. You're going to believe him when he asks you if you should give meisim from salt. You're going to think he's a tzaddik? You know he's a Russia. He committed five cardinal sins on the day that Avraham died. So what's going on over here? Call him out on it, Yitzchak. Call him out on it. You're married to a guy. The smoke made me blind. Don't give me this salt business. No. He didn't call him out on it. Because he was looking to, bring, to get Esav to do tshuva. So imagine... I'm a Rebbe. And I have a boy in my class and he comes in the morning and we start the Gemara and he's like, Rebbe, I have a new dikakash on what we're learning. Really? What? Kiv Eger, he's rattling off his shoyin and him. You know, you got, to call the, you got to call this morning the Rebbe that he was in a club with girls and he was smoking up and he was eating things that weren't kosher. You know that for a fact. Now you have two choices. Come here. Keep it here. Tysis. You bum. You trying to fool me? Get rid of the girls. Get rid of the club. Get rid of the pot. And come back to me when you're normal. And ask me, don't, don't try to fool the Rebbe. What's going to happen with that boy? He will never come back to Yeshiva. And he will only go to clubs. The Rebbe is very smart. He knows. He knows what the kid did. He's like, come here, let me give you a hug and a kiss. What a cup you have, what an amazing, if you put your head more to it, wow, you'll be like, you'll be like, oh, I love you, it's amazing. You know, this guy did like really bad stuff last night. The kid's like, really, baby? Yeah. Good chance you'll be Makar of him. Very good chance you'll be Makar of him. Yitzhakovino knew what this guy was doing. He wasn't going to call him out on it. He's like, salt, straw, skutakasha. You have to give him more than a tenth because it's not worth a lot of money. Psh, asking good, son. He played along with him. Even more. Because I'm gonna, you have to listen to both sides of what I'm about to say tonight. For everyone, everyone's listening. I don't care how, how young your kids are, how old. Moshe, this is for your kids too. So sometimes you know your kids are doing something wrong. Don't focus on that. Focus on what he's doing well. Where do we see this? So, so Yitzhak knew what this kid was all about. He knew that Esav wasn't sitting and learning. He wasn't a Yeshiv Ahalim. He, he now wants to give his son a bracha. But he wants to give his son a bracha with a, with a full heart. But this kid's doing all this bad stuff. How can you give him a bracha if you know he's doing all this bad stuff? So he did something amazing in Chinuch. And, and listen, there's like, you know, therapists and books and all that. This is the book. 
This is the therapy. This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrote an amazing Torah and it's all in here. Parents, listen carefully to what Yitzhak did with his kid that was off the derech. And he says the following. Beautiful. He calls him in and it says right before that, the Pasuk says, right before, Yitzchak. Yitzchak was all And he could not see. But, from the Karbanais that he was bringing to avoid us and Okay, so he knew, the Pasuk's telling you, he knew he was blind from what Asim was all about. So first of all, when you want to be mechanic your children, right? He says, and this is, this we see by Rus and by Boaz, he says, My son, come here, my son. Okay? Didn't call him Esav, didn't say come here, Esav, by his first name. He called him my son. By the way, many years ago I spoke in Chinuch on, on, on yelling at your kids and criticizing your kids, and people were asking me, well, how, you, how don't you? And I said, if you label what the, what the relationship is to you before you say their name, you won't be able to yell. In other words, Yaakov, what are you doing? But if you say, my son, yeah, it doesn't go. And you say to your wife, Meryl, I can't believe it. But you say, my wife, Meryl, you can't yell anymore. It takes it away. It's amazing. If you say the word of the relationship to you first, it, it takes you from 10 to 2 to 1. So first he says to him, not Esav, he didn't say Esav, he said, my son, you're my son. I love you, you're my son. I'm getting old, son, and I don't know when I'm going to die. So listen. Son, get your weapons, tell your, your bow and arrows, whatever. Go to the field and, and hunt for me. Now listen to what he says. Beautiful, amazing pasik with an amazing lesson in Chinuch for Abayim, for parents, for everybody. Says Yitzchak. Make me food. Right, I, I think it was lamb, lamb chops. Tasty food. Make me tasty food. Ka'asher hafti. You know, the one, the food I love. Everyone's listening. Do you think Yitzhak loved food? You're talking about, I can't just Yitzhak. You're talking about Yitzhak. Do you like pizza? Do you like ribs? You think he, he even liked food? You think he was into food? But he knew that the one, two things that Asa was good at was hunting. He was a great hunter. And two, he made some kind of food that Yaakov loved. So Yaakov focused, even though he didn't say, come here, let's learn, let's learn some Shulchan Aruch. Let's go over the Gemara you learned today. Let's, uh, le-. no. He said, that's not, that doesn't work with this boy. You're a great hunter. I want to give you a bracha. Go hunt me something. You're a great chef. You're a great cook. Even though I don't need your food. He didn't tell him that, but Yitzchak didn't need food. And he didn't have a favorite food. You took me Yitzchak Avinu. He was in Shemayim. He was, he was, he was, the others have a saying it weren't into food, right? But he says, make me, Asher Kishahafti, the what I love. Evili, bring it to me. The and I will eat it. You know why? You know why I'm going to eat it? I don't, I don't eat. I'm sure he didn't, probably, probably fasted a whole week. Shabbos. Why? Because my soul wants to give you a bracha before I die. So I'm going to focus on what you're good at. 
I used to sit, everyone is listening, I used to sit at the table Shabbos and a whole week and in school and I used to bang on the table. I was great. I could play a rock beat. I was a great hand desk drummer. My teachers went nuts. My rabbi were like, get him out of the... All day long, I was banging. At home, I was banging. My father, Allah Shalom, said, listen, instead of banging on a table, I'll get you a drum set. Why are you banging on a table? Get you a drum set. You need to bang on a table to come home from school. You, you'll practice the drums. The Kachoy bought me a drum set. And I became a drummer. I was a kid that was very good in sports. He said, I'm going to get you ice skating lessons and I'm going to go to Paragon Sporting Goods and I'm going to buy you a hockey outfit, which was like $1,000, skates and shoulder pads and leg pads and that most expensive stick and whatever it is. If that's what you're good at, I need you to know that you're good at something because once a person is successful in anything, then you can build the bridge to learning, to whatever, to whatever you need to build that bridge. But if I don't think I'm good at anything, I'm going to fail. One of the... One of the therapies that I, that we use in the ranch, which I have seen unbelievable, unbelievable, um, success in, is in the spring, it's called agricultural therapy. We take these girls, Hasidish girls, regular girls, who never touched a piece of dirt in their life. Forget about sitting in the dirt. They've never touched pe- dirt, worms, ants, but, ah! Forget it! There's one girl from Tush. Ah! Bugs, dirt! And we're like, we're going to get dirty. We're going to plant corn and winter squash and summer squash and tomatoes and cucumbers and watermelon. And you're going to plant it. We're not going to help you. We're going to give you the seeds. We're going to show you where we want to plant it. And all of you are going to plant it. And they're like, why? I'm like, because as much as you think you can't do anything, everybody can plant something. And I want you to know that two months later, two and a half months on the corn, they picked all these vegetables and that's what we ate on the ranch as vegetables. We didn't have to buy vegetables. And it was so amazing. We used to go down and watch it grow. All the tomatoes are still green. They didn't get red yet. And they felt so successful. Why? Why? Because something that I used my hands for, for grew. I can plant. I can make things grow. A human being needs to know that there's something out there that can be successful. Once I'm successful in that, then I can, I, then I can maybe I can be successful in learning, and maybe I can be successful in marriage, and successful in business. Banging on a table is not successful in anything. Playing drums, you're a musician. We had a band in Muncie that we used to go play for poor people, weddings for people who couldn't afford it, and I had some friends, and we had a band, and we played for Sheva Brochus, and we played for many, many years for Sheva Brochus for free. So, Yitzchak understood that my son right now where he's at is good at cooking and good at hunting. So even though I don't really want the food and I'm really not into the food, no, bring me the food I love that's delicious. And that should have worked. So that's what he did. I want to give you a bracha. I have to, to give you a bracha with my heart. I have to focus on something positive. So right now, that's all you have that's positive, that you're a good cook, and you know how to make me my food the way I want it, and you're a good hunter. Okay, so then we're not going to learn today together. We're going to do this. But Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow, we are going to learn together. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen.
I want to read you another Pasuk. So, at the end, this is just going back to what I said before. I've said this many times. The, the, this is, this is the, this is, well, this is the, the Pshat is going to blow, blow up the Chida, and then after that we're going to go into the question, everybody's listening. So, so he was great, and he focused on the good, and he told them that that. And, 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 and he, he should have, like Yishmal, someone who's a Russia, but Rabbi Wallstein, it all didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work focusing on the good and the food and you're a great hunter and you're a Russia and I know how to turn you. He failed. It failed. And Asaph was a Russia and he never did tshuva. He never did tshuva. So maybe Rivka was right and Yitzhak was wrong. She was right. She would have rather Asaph was wishy-washy than being an Asaph. So it's a very strong question. What went wrong? I'm going to tell you what went wrong. Something went wrong. Something Yitzchak did not do that he should have done, says the Medrash. And because of that, as good as he was on one side, and he was amazing, he didn't need food, but he made believe he liked food. He, he asked him about the salt. He didn't tell him, I know what you're doing wrong. He focused on the good. Baruch Hashem, you asked me a great kasha. This should have been, according to what we're saying, this should have been so successful. And it failed. Why did it fail everybody that's listening? But before we get to that, I just want to finish up the chidah. Four, five senses. We have five senses. The snake wanted to be metame, to ruin, to make tome, all five senses. And if he did that, then he accomplished what he wanted. But he only got four out of the five. There are five senses. One is taste. They ate from the tree. So that, that was metama. One is look, seeing. They looked at the tree and said, Tavasenayim, ooh, that looks really good. That went out the door. Listening, hearing, they listened to the, they listened to the snake. Touching, feeling is the fourth of it. And they touched, they touched the tree. So the only thing that he couldn't get them was smell. Nowhere, if you learn a Barash, does it say that she smelled the fruit. She did not smell the fruit. And that is why when Shabbos goes away and we lose an Ashama, the thing that can take the place of the neshama is besamim, is smelling, because smelling did not become tameh. Smelling out of Ganeidin was never touched. Listen to this, everybody. What was the final thing that he did before he gave him the bracha? Vayigash, vayishaklai. Also something very important for parents. He gave him a kiss. Vayorach ezreach begadda vayirecheu. And Yaakov came close and he kissed him and Yitzchak smelled, smelled, which wasn't Pagum, which didn't become Tomei. Kireach HaSadeh, it smelled like Gan Eden. And the only thing that was in Gan Eden that didn't get Pagum, that didn't become Tomei by the tree was smell. Ah! Asheh Berachal Hashem V'yitim L'chavokim and And he immediately gave him the bracha. So the last thing before he gave him the bracha was he smelled him. And he said, wow, you smell from Ganeidan because the coat that he was wearing was the coat that Hashem gave Adam in Ganeidan before he threw him out. So this was the complete tikkun of what the Nachash did. 
The one thing you couldn't do, Nachash, was get us to smell and be pogam smell. So when Yaakov smelled, when Yitzchak smelled Yaakov, it was pure. And Rashi says, what was Reich HaSada? Reich HaSada was Ganeiden. Look everybody, what happened in this week's parasha, in last week's parasha. Now we're going to get to the big question. He did everything right. Master Mechanech. Didn't criticize his kid. Focused on the positive. Loved him. Focused on what he was good at. Didn't work. Asaph stayed in Russia. First Medrash Rabbah, and we'll end with this. First Medrash Rabbah in Pasha Shemos. Says the following in Mishlei. The person who spares the rod, who doesn't give his children Musr, hates his children. The ones who love him, give him Musr. Right? If someone tells you that someone hit your son, you'll kill him. A person who doesn't criticize, who doesn't discipline his children, in the end they're going to go off the derech. Somebody said that all the kids that are off the derech were abused. I'm telling you with Rabbi Wallstein that it's not true. Well, how do I know? I deal with kids that are off the derech. Not all of them all abused. There's something called the Yetzirah. Something like a guy gets older and he has the Yetzirah for girls and there's a lot of Yetzirahs out there. I know that the, the therapeutic world doesn't talk about the Yetzirah and for some reason, I don't know, in our generation of kids off the derech, like no one's giving the Yetzirah credit. It's sort of like the Malacham Abbas. Hashem said, you're the Malacham Abbas. The Malacham said, I don't want that job. Hashem said, don't worry, no one will blame you. Everyone who died, he died because he ate too much, he cholesterol, this, that, that, he didn't wear a mask, whatever it is. No one ever says, so how did he die? How did he die? Malcolm of us. <laughs> no. Heart attack, this and that. So the same thing over here. Like, the Yetzirah is like, no one blames kids going off the derech on the Yetzirah. We have Yetzirahs. Boys have Yetzirahs, girls have Yetzirahs. We have Yetzirahs. What I will say, I will not say that most kids off the derech were abused because I deal with a lot of them. But I will say, most kids that are abused go off the derech. That's true. It's such trauma that just knocks you out of the park. That I will give you. Most kids that go through abuse, sexual abuse or emotional abuse or physical abuse, it's very hard to stay on the derech. So that is a true statement. Most kids that are sexually abused go off the derech. But that most kids that are off the derech were abused? No, I, 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 I'm in the trenches. I see more people off the derech, I think, than anyone else. So a, a lot of kids off the derech because they were abused? Yes. But not all kids that are off the derech is because they're abused. Some kids just want to have fun. Some kids just want to experiment. Everybody has the eight Sahara. Teenagers. We were teenagers. We did things we weren't supposed to. Not because we were abused. We weren't abused. So, so what he's saying over here is that if you don't discipline your children, then you're going to have a problem. So this is what he says. He says... That by Yishmael, interesting, very interesting. Because in our, our way, we think you never throw a kid out of the house. You don't throw a kid out of the house. You just don't do that. If he's affecting the other kids, you don't throw a kid out of the house. If someone throws a kid out of the house, the therapeutic world, a lot of rabbis, everyone's after you. How could you throw a kid out of the house? I don't know. I don't know. Avram Avinu threw Yishmael out of the house. I don't know. That means that all the therapists, 
would be very angry at Avram Avinu. All the rabbis today would say, Avram, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of father are you? You threw your kid out of the house because he was stealing? You should help him steal, some people are saying. Fanatics. You should help him steal. Mishugan. He threw him out of the house because Hashem told him, Lozu Aderech, he's affecting Yitzchak, out! Says the Medrash. She came with Sidu Yishmael, she had like a Gugam al Avram Aviv. The Loiri who he was making trouble, and Avram Avinu did not discipline him. The Yatzel Tabas Ra, and he did a lot of bad stuff. So he said, you know what? He went to Hashem, he said, I really don't want to throw him out because, because I, I, I can be a makar of him. And so he said, yeah, but he's killing Yitzchak. So by the time you're a makar of him, we're going to lose our other kid, right? So what happened? He did tshuva. Finally, he did tshuva. As long as he's in the house, he didn't do tshuva. He said, I, I, you, can't, you cannot do whatever you want. I cannot let you do whatever you want. You're affecting the other kids. It's not Rabbi Wallenstein's Svarah. And don't tell me that was in those days, then we might as well eat pig, all of us, because the Chazer in those days had tapeworm, and it was a disease. Today it doesn't have tapeworm. That's Reformed Judaism. There's no dull days. The Torah was written forever. Not for those days. If that's the case, then, uh, then what's wrong with electricity? For those days, to make a fire was hard. Today it's a flip of a switch. For those days, it was hard. But a car, it's not... You can't go there. Then, then the whole Torah goes out the door. So if the chinuch in those days, that was the chinuch, that's the chinuch forever. Because it was Hashem's chinuch. Hashem said, you cannot leave him in the house. He is destroying. He is a machti. Okay. So in the end, what happened? Yishmael did tshuva. But Yitzchak never threw Esav out of the house. And Yitzchak never criticized him. And Yitzchak never disciplined him. Not Rabbi Wallerstein. Listen carefully. Hashem said, It was talk of very, it was very hard for him. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be hard from you. You have no choice. You have to send them both out. I'm sorry, said Hashem. Okay? Now, let's go to Esau. And Yitzchak loved Esav. Zok the Medjish Rabbi, not Rabbi Wallerstein. Because he loved him, and he really did everything right. It was beautiful, this whole thing that he, that he didn't, he didn't focus on his bad, and he focused on his good. It's beautiful. So far he did everything right. But, because he didn't give him Musr, that we know that Esav did the five cardinal sins. Ba'al Nara Marasa, he, he raped a, 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 a girl that was engaged. He killed Nimrod. He said, there's no such thing as Tchiyas Amesim. He said, there's no such, he was an atheist. He said, there's no such thing as Hashem. And he embarrassed the Bechara. He couldn't wait till his father would die. So he could kill his brother. Right? The He caused Yaakov to run away. Right? So therefore, he, and he never gave him, he never gave him discipline. He didn't throw him out of the house. He never gave him discipline. Therefore, it says the Medrash Rabbah, if you don't give your children discipline, even though you did all the positive stuff correctly, 
you you got to call a spade a spade. And if the kid's doing something, you, you can't hit him. But you need to talk to him about it. And you, and you, and you need to tell him that, hey, we got, we got to do something about this. You're not, you know. And he says the same thing happened to David HaMelech. And David HaMelech, he never gave Musa to Avshalom. He didn't, he didn't criticize him. He didn't discipline him. He went out and he was so bad. He, he tried to kill his father. And he slept with David HaMelech's Palakshim. He caused many, many Jews to die. He caused David Amel such pain. He says, the, and this people who have kids that went off to Derek will agree with you. And the Medjur says that it's worse. It's worse to have that going on in your house, a kid off the derech that you're struggling with, than the war of Mashiach. And he said the same thing happened to Adonijahu, who claimed to be the king over Shlomo. He, didn't, he never said anything to him. Yeah. So, the, mis- the, the mistake that happened here, Yitzchak did everything... He did everything right. He was like, he, and, and I love what he did. I love what he did. I love that he that he he focused on 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 Asaph's positive. I love it that you're a good hunter. Go hunt. You make great food. Go make food. Even though food meant nothing to him, he made it into a big thing. It's sort of like your kid comes home sukkahs, you know, from first grade, and they made some something to hang up in the sukkah, and you cannot make out what is this thing he came brought home. It's got some crayons and like your kindergarten kid. Like, oh, look, Tal, look what I made for the sukkah. And you're looking at this thing like you wouldn't get, you wouldn't put that up. And you're like, wow, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. How long did it take you? And the kid's like, oh, and we're gonna hang it in the middle of the sukkah. And when you walk into the sukkah, what's the first thing I do with my grandchildren? Look, that's your decoration. Oh, wow, right? You have to focus on the good. But on the same hand, if someone is doing something wrong, you have to you have to give them discipline from a loving place. In other words, if I know that you love me, then you can discipline them. So according to this medrash, Yitzchak could have disciplined them. But Yehav Yitzchak as Esav, he he had him, he had him. But he didn't go. He didn't say, "I do know what you're doing wrong." Let's talk about this. You're the grandson of Avram, you're the son of me, I was at a kid, that's Yitzchak. I was willing to give up my life, whatever it is. He, he just stayed away from that whole thing. It doesn't work. I was, I was with a very big, and I'm ending with this, for everyone who's listening. It was a very big tzaddik today who was, who was in Flapper. She left today to Yitzchak. Rabbi Biederman's brother, big tzaddik. And I told him, that many years ago I went to this chacham, I told you this tzaddik, and he told me that you know, Hashem doesn't want you to criticize his children. Uh, Hashem knows what his children are doing wrong. You shouldn't put, bring it out into the public. But at the end of the day, if I don't say anything, then no one's going to change. So he said something beautiful to me today. He said, you have this huge pot of cholent. Or a huge pot of soup. Delicious, amazing cholent and soup. He said, that's giving chizik to kids telling them how great they are, doing what happened here, not saying, I know what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right is meaningless to me, focusing on what they're good at. He says, that's the part of cholent, the good cholent. It's the good stuff. He says, 
but if you don't have any discipline or boundaries, then there's no spice to the chillant. The salt that you put in the chillant and the spices you put in the chillant, he said, that's musr. Too much musr, you ruin the chillant. Too much salt, you lose the kid. You put in too much salt in the chillant, you can't eat the chillant. Too much pepper, you can't eat the chillant. Too much paprika, you can't eat the chillant. He says, musr, discipline, you have to have in the chillant. Otherwise, it has no taste. If you're only good, 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 and you don't have boundaries, and you don't tell the kid where it's at a little bit, the chillant has bland, it has no taste, nobody's eating it. You put too much, it's all about you're no good, and you don't know how to learn, and the chillant's also ruined. He says, a pot full of good, and a little bit musr. Asaph didn't get the little bit musr says the Medrash. Yaakov, Yitzhak never called him in for anything. And therefore, the answer to everyone's question is, according to the Medrash, Yishmael did tshuva, because Yishmael got thrown out. He got whacked. He got thrown out with his mother. And in the end, he did tshuva. He knew how much his father loved him. I, I told you last year, the Medrash, Avram came to visit him twice, and he, well, he brought him, he knew that he loved him. So in the end, he did tshuva. You disciplined me. I deserved it. I was a bad guy. I was rooting your other son. I had it coming to me. I got it. I did tshuva. He became. He died at Sadik. He died at Sadik, Yishmael. Why didn't Esau flip? Lemaisa Yitzchak asked Hashem, and Hashem said, "Yes, it's perfect to get someone who's really bad, and he and he's not trying to 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 to, to fix what he's doing wrong by making it right. Right? He's not rationalizing. You're right, Yitzchak, and you had him. You had him. But you didn't discipline him, and therefore." It didn't work. Says the Medrash Rabbi in Shemos, Avraham was very tough on Yitzchak. Says it inside. He disciplined Yitzchak a lot. Yitzchak was very tough on Yaakov. And that's why they turned out to be, he says, that's why they turned out to be they were. He was very tough on Yaakov. You're learning, you gotta learn, you gotta shtag, didn't, didn't let him go, didn't let him go. It's very tough on him. He says, that's why they were successful. I'll read it to you from inside. And he says, and, and Avraham Avinu was very tough on Yitzchak. And that's why he was successful. But, here, I'll read it to you inside. So you don't think I'm making it up. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Hold on, everybody. Anyone who gives Musa to his child, you're going to end up, he's going to end up loving you even more. Listen carefully. We're ending with this. We see that Avram, he says, Yitzhak Benai, he was disciplined his son, the Linda Taira, and he learnt with him, Badricha Badrachov, and he and he followed in his ways. The Ailatod is Yitzhak Ben Avram, Lava Shah Yudem Lavav, the Khaldava Vidavar, Banavachma Baish Baisim Taivim. He followed he followed in his ways because he was tough on him. But Yitin Avram is called Shalali Yitzhak. Avram gave everything over. Kiyitzibai, like this, Hoy Yitzhak, Mishachem Musuliakov. Yitzchak gave a lot of Musa to Yaakov. Shalimda Yitzchak Torah. He used to teach him Torah. The Yisroi with based Talmudo, and he disciplined him in Yeshiva. The Yaakov Ishtov Olam Mashalimda Aviv. The Akad Perish Aviv and Nitman based Eivul. He went to go learn. So we see that the ones that got Musa ended up becoming Yitzchak and, and Yaakov, and the ones that didn't get Musa in the beginning it was Yishmael and Esav. So everyone that's listening. The side of letting your kids do whatever they want and helping them do whatever they want. Here, it says it. 
Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Disciplining your kids all the time and telling them how bad they are and how wrong they are and how they embarrass the family and embarrass the, 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 everybody. And it's, it's, it's a shame? Wrong. Doesn't work. That doesn't work. And that doesn't work. A lot of love. And focusing on what they're good at. And a lot of time. But at the same time, a little salt and pepper to make it taste. You gotta tell, you gotta call a spade a spade. And if, with love, if someone's doing something wrong, you cannot help them do it wrong. That's for sure. That, the managers don't even think about that. It's not even in here. It's like, they didn't, they didn't give a musher and they went off the derech. Imagine if, not they didn't give a musher, they helped them go off the derech. That's not even in the Medrash's dreams that that would happen, even though it's happening in our generation. Not even dreaming about that. Medrash is saying, you didn't give musher. You didn't give musher. So yes, you have to give them a lot of love. And you have to give them a lot of care. And if they're not ruining any other kids in the house, you only have one child, you shouldn't get rid of them. They're not affecting anybody else. We see from Yitzchak and, and Yishmael that if he's ruining someone, Hashem says, no, you don't, you don't have a right to sacrifice one child for another. As much as you love them and as much as Avram loved Yishmael, he had to do what he had to do. A lot of love and a lot of care and focusing on the positive and not continuously, you know, pouring salt in. Because you keep pouring salt in, you can't even eat the food. And, and, and some discipline mixed together. And that's the answer to all the people that asked me this week, what went wrong? If, if Rivka was wrong and Yitzhak was right, then how come Esav didn't do tshuva? And the answer is, the Medrash and Shmos, the first Medrash, you can all look it up in Medrash Ramah, is he had it right. He had the whole positive stuff right. He, did, he didn't do any disciplining. He didn't do any critical work. And therefore, Avshalom went off, Adoniyahu went off, Yishmol went off, but then he came back, and Esav went off. So let's keep all our kids on. Let's give them a lot of love and a lot of care. Let's focus on what they're good at. Because once they're good at something, then you could take, that's a bridge to more good things. Let's, let's do that. And we should all be zeicher to the geula, You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.